Welcome to the Kingdom Influencers Podcast, where our mission is to get more Jesus online. This podcast will equip and empower ministry leaders as well as regular, everyday Christians to take the message of Jesus Christ throughout the digital realm. I'm your host, Leanne Fox, digital ministry coach and the creator of the Kingdom Bloggers Ministry. And I am so excited and honored to be a part of this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome, Kingdom friends. I am so excited to kick off our very first episode of the Kingdom Influencers Podcast. So I figured the best way to do that would be to talk about the power of digital discipleship. Why is it so important that we as followers of Christ take to every nook and cranny of the internet space with the good news of Jesus? So the first thing I want to do is start with a verse. Um, I'm going to try to do that for every episode because I want to make sure that everything that I Every bit of encouragement and advice and tips that I give you is always based in scripture. So today's verse is Matthew 28, 19. You should all be well familiar with it. And I'm taking this from the Amplified Bible because I think it really just the added words that it gives the verse helps you really make more meaning from it. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go into the nations. How do we go into the nations, right? Like just a few years ago, travel was like not even a thing because of the pandemic. But many of us just don't have the financial uh, ability to go on mission trips and things like that to literally go to other nations. Or do you? The internet has given us such an amazing ability to reach people that may not have been reachable pre-internet, right? Anybody with an internet connection, anyone with Wi-Fi, and and if y'all didn't know this, there are countries that really don't even have running water that have internet, that have phones, cell phones, right? Like it's kind of crazy to even think about that, but it's true. And so sitting in your home, you know, barefoot or in your flip-flops or in your pajamas at your home computer in bed on your laptop, you have the ability to reach so many people and share the love of Jesus with them. I mean, it's, I mean, we always think about the internet as this horrible thing that the the enemy is using. And yes, that is very true. But we also know that anything the enemy wants to use for bad, God is going to use it for good. And it is through you that he's able to do that, right? God gives all of us individual gifts and talents and, and expects us to use them in a way that glorifies him and that gets his message out there. So, Online. I mean, we know that's where people are, right? I'm, I'm actually going to link an article in the show notes. Um, it's from the Pew Research Center. It's kind of hard to find ad, um, like actual research that's not tainted in any way these days. But this is through the Pew Research Center. And it really talks about the use of social media specifically and all the different platforms by people. Like how many in different age groups are using it? Not necessarily for Christian uh, Bible content, but just in general. And if you read through this article, you're going to be like, do people even spend time in reality anymore, right? Because the amount of time that we spend on our our smartphones or sitting in front of a computer accessing something that is online, that you have to have an internet connection to get to, it's, I mean, it's a lot, y'all. I'm not a big numbers person, so I'm just going to say a lot, a lot, because that's how I equate things or that's how I quantify things. Um, but this this article breaks down the actual statistics and just a few of them. And, and it's really cool because it talks about 
like age demographics. So for Facebook, for example, 70% of 18 to 29 year olds for 50 to 64 year olds, 73% of Americans use Facebook. And then half of those 65 or older uh, use Facebook also. This, I mean, there's like Instagram, WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Pinterest, um, even Nextdoor, y'all. Like, I, I'll be honest, I've actually used Nextdoor for my neighborhood. I do a lot of, um, I collect donations for my church and things. But I will also share content on there that is biblical in nature to encourage people um, through God's love and things like that. So next door is not often thought of as social media, but it is literally any place that you can connect with another person online is called digital discipleship. Okay. And if I sound really excited is because I am any of y'all that know me like through, you know, the blogging groups or just in person, you know, I get really excited when I talk about this stuff because it is just so powerful y'all. Okay. So now that we've talked about just some of the, you know, statistics, if you will, let's talk about why it's so powerful. So I've listed a couple of things and th these will be uh, down in the show notes as well. But just some of the reasons it's so powerful, other than the ability to get in any nook and cranny of the planet, it enables us to share God's love with people without regard to geographic boundaries. Like I said, even when travel was completely at a halt because of the pandemic, the internet was still accessible and we were able to minister to people. Even churches had to shut the doors and go to the online space to continue having church and worship and prayer and things like that. It enables you to reach people who are hurting and secluded from the mainstream world. And what I mean by that, we know there's a lot of people in this day and age who really don't socialize uh, in the traditional ways, meaning they don't get together with people. They stay, you know, through video gaming. So they have their friends. I'm using air quotes here. You can't see that. But their friends, they've never physically met or, or come together. It's all through the online space. And unfortunately, as a result of this, you know, that, that leads to depression and all these other things because God created us to be in community. But these people go to the internet and ask questions. In a minute, I'm going to share some um, stories from my, my team, my group, uh, the Kingdom of it's Kingdom Bloggers, um, these amazing ladies that have these awesome ministries. And I'm going to share some of their stories that have happened to them um, as far as reaching people. But for now, just know that when you are in this online space, people who are hurting, I would never maybe step inside a church or join a life group, or whatever the case, they're going to go online. Maybe they're following you on social media. Maybe they Googled a question about Bible stuff, right? Um, what does the Bible say about suicide or something like that? And then your piece of content shows up and that is what they read. So this, this digital discipleship can literally be life-saving in the, um, you know, eternity kind of way, of course, because you're introducing Jesus to people who may not have heard of him, but it could literally also save them in the earthly version as well. Um, I've, I've seen it. I've, I've talked to people who this has happened to. The third um, kind of way that it's so powerful is that it enables you to use your gifts and talents in ways that you've never dreamed of. And I'll just use myself as a testimony. I'm a talker, y'all. And 
I love to share and talk about things, especially if I'm excited about it. I mean, honestly, I could talk about anything and make you excited. But if I'm really excited, I have the gift of gab, right? And somehow God given me this like gift of understanding all this technology. And so I have to wonder like, you know, well, I don't really know the Bible very much. I'm still learning it, especially when I first started this journey. How can God use me? Like I can't cite off verses and reference scripture when I'm trying to help somebody, but it's through the gifts that he did give me, which is the things I just mentioned about the gift of gab and the the understanding of technology, because now it enables me to equip those who do know how to do those things, how to do it in a better way. And so you may think your gifts are in like just menial and insubstantial, but God can use them in amazing ways if you allow him to. And through the internet, through digital discipleship, your gifts and talents can be utilized in ways that you never could possibly have ever imagined. And the last one, I kind of mentioned this already, but connecting with people that live in areas that may not actually have access to a good church. Whether that be, you know, like here in America, some of the more rural areas that might be like a one church town and maybe it's really outdated and, you know, a lot of people just don't go there anymore. Um, I grew up in a town like that. Or maybe you're in a remote kind of village in, in some other country, or you may be in a place that Christianity is illegal, Right. It amazes me when I look at my Google Analytics map. And so if you're not familiar with that, basically it's a map of the entire planet and it uses colors from gray to the light shades of blue to the dark. The darkest shade being this is where a lot of your traffic is coming from. The gray means no traffic. But it's those light colored blues that get me the most excited. And the majority of the time, those light colored blue countries or areas are really, really remote areas that I'm like, wow, they have internet. Like I wouldn't even have thought that, but also they're sometimes in countries that I know Christianity is dangerous. Christianity is illegal for them. And so being able to connect with people and share the message of Jesus with those people who don't otherwise have the ability to do such thing. I mean, that is just, y'all like, it's just amazing, right? It's a miracle. So again, digital discipleship, I wouldn't, I would argue is more powerful than just your normal, like church. I'm not saying church, like the physical building down the road. I'm not saying that's not important because that is where we come together for corporate worship and, and, and fellowship and all of that. And you have a pastor that is hopefully leading you in the right direction towards Christ. But it's through this digital discipleship, this online social media, internet influencing that we are able to reach the unchurched, reach those who are lost, who are broken. And there's just no other tool available to us here on earth that that enables us to do that. I mean, it's really an amazing thing when you think about it. Okay. So now we've talked about some, you know, why it's so important. I want to talk about some different ways um, to be a digital disciple. So some of you listening to this, I imagine most of you listening to me today are probably those who've been following Kingdom Bloggers for any amount of time because you want to be a blogger or maybe a YouTuber or whatever. But if that's not you, you may be thinking, yeah, like, I don't want to be a blogger. You know, I, I have a bunch of kids. I don't have time to take on extra responsibilities and starting a YouTube channel and all that, that nobody said you had to. 
being a digital, uh, excuse me, being a digital disciple doesn't have to be a formal endeavor. If you are on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, you know, any of those things as a, as an individual, not as a business, just as me, Leanne, this is my personal profile. I share pictures of my chickens and my dogs and whatever. You can be a digital disciple in that place. How do you do that? Well, you be very mindful of the things you share. For one, um, a good Christian is not going to be sharing ugly political memes or things that tempt people into anger, right? We see that a lot. You know, just the idea of sharing a certain um, picture or especially politics, sharing it because you think it's funny. And, you know, you may think it's funny and you that may be your thing. But when you share it on your personal feed, that could enrage somebody who's following you, right? And we should never do things to tempt others into sin and anger and, you know, that kind of stuff is sinful. And so always using the platform that you have, whether it be professional or personal, use that platform as though you are a representative of Christ because you are. Like I always say, before you hit that post button, before you hit submit or whatever it is, think. What would Jesus say about this post? If Jesus was my editor or my pre-approver of things that I submit, what would he say about it, right? And so if you kind of use that concept, anytime you're going to put something online in any social media or anywhere, just think about that. If Jesus was my editor, what would he say? And I would beg to think that a lot of times he's probably going to send it back with a bunch of red marks, right? And so just as a regular everyday person, always using your platform. What I mean by that, however you have access to people, whether it be in the workplace, maybe you're the president of your HOA, whatever your platform, your ability to be in front of people and encourage them, but more importantly, influence them. Always use it as a representative of God the love that God wants us to be, the light that he wants us to shine, always be that way. Now let's flip the script. If you are someone who wants to take it up a notch and you feel called to take it up a notch, there's so many other ways. Of course, any of the social media platforms, Instagram is a favorite among Christian content consumers. Being an influencer on there, using your profile to literally teach people the Bible, to do Bible studies, via Instagram or via Facebook groups, um, even TikTok. Y'all, I know a lot of people are afraid of TikTok, but there are some really great Bible-based profile channels that are teaching scripture through the art of that platform. Of course, my favorite, the Christian blogger, where you write content so that when people Google it, they find your content. It could be strictly Bible study. It could be just regular mom stuff, but you include that Jesus aspect in it. So even the secular person searching for something, you know, if they're not specifically searching for biblical related, you can still get that Jesus in there, y'all. Influencer on YouTube. Like if you are good on the camera, um, you like making little videos and stuff with your kids, create YouTube videos. Video is the number one consumed content in the world, really, whether it be on social media or YouTube or anyplace else, but video is where it's at. And so, you know, even just doing videos where you're reading through a Bible study or teaching someone certain concepts about the Bible, there's so many ways to do that. If you're like a real Bible study ninja, 
you could actually write your own studies for use in the online space, whether it's printables that they can download from Etsy, whether it's ones you deliver in your own Facebook group. So you write them and then deliver in them. There's so many opportunities out there. Um, Megan from Megan Allen Ministry, she's one of my closest friends. She has an amazing Facebook Bible study group that has had tremendous growth over the last year, right? People think that people only go to Facebook and other social medias for the bad stuff or for entertainment or for this and that. She has over a thousand members in her site. Like every week she's adding new members, people who go to that Facebook search bar and search for Bible study groups, right? There is a huge need for it. And this enables you to not just meet with the ladies or the men from your church, ones you already know, it enables you to connect and have fellowship with people literally across the planet. So digital discipleship, y'all, is, I mean, I, I can't even help you fathom how big of a deal it is. And there is a place for everybody in it, whether you are shy, whether you're outgoing, you know, some people don't want to be on video and camera. I personally, I'm like, hey, where's the camera? Let me tell you about Jesus, right? So no matter where you fall on that spectrum, there's a place for you. Now, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I wanted to share with you some testimonies of the power of digital discipleship. These are for um, some ladies, like I said, in my mastermind group, they all have their own individual ministries through blogging and YouTube and so forth. So Anne-Marie, uh, her website is Busy Blessed Women. She said, I had no idea how much encouragement I would receive from my readers in the moments when I needed it most. It seems when the world became discouraged, God would send a note from a reader saying how my words had helped clarify what they were questioning. It encouraged them in their spiritual journey or ease their fears, right? Susan, uh, her website is Susan L. Davis. Um, besides what Anne-Marie says, so she had commented right after Anne-Marie. She said, I love hearing comments from people who read my blog, took the time to reach out and say how this article helped them on their spiritual journey. Um, seeing email for subscribers from places like Brazil, the Philippi uh, Philippines, and places I've never heard of keeps me humble and amazed. Amy says, for me, it was a couple of people who said my post encouraged them after losing a child. Amy herself has lost a child and through her ministry, she encourages others um, who are struggling through that loss because we know God uses our own pain to help us help others through that same pain, right? Sandra has a couple of them. Uh, she said, after starting a Facebook Bible study group, she received a message from a 65-year-old woman. She had made a profession of faith as a young girl, but never attended church regularly or experienced spiritual growth. After joining our group, she got excited about reading scripture and asked me about buying a Bible. And she became one of the most active participants in our community. Uh, another young lady reached out and she attended a church that does not embrace the concept of of the Bible's inerrancy. She was active in the church at the time, but we engaged in an open and honest conversation about this issue and explored other subjects she was questioning. Even though she lives in another state, we were able to interact quite easily. Um, let's see. Teresa actually has a really cool one. Um, she had the opportunity to help someone accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I think that's like the winner, winner chicken dinner here, right? Um, I had a message from last 
uh, from the site last night from a man telling me he had received Jesus as his savior. This is from a form at the end of a blog post that I had on my site about how to know if you were saved and going to heaven. The Lord has allowed me this opportunity many times over the past several years. I was able to have phone conversations with one lady who contacted me through the site and was unsure about her salvation. Um, she then let me know a few weeks later that she was now sure. Um, she says the Lord has also used her, Teresa, to spread the word about a book um, that he encouraged her to write. So it's a book that Susan wrote um, about how to be a soul winner. And she also has an online Bible study that is now, uh, you know, she sells it on Amazon and, you know, her ministry is growing through that aspect as well. Uh, Tiffany says, every time I get an email, a comment or DM asking for prayer, see y'all people don't just go to the internet for the bad stuff. They go and ask for prayer. And I'm guessing by the way she wrote this, this isn't someone she knew, uh, because they did it through her website or through social media. As I pray with them and I set a reminder to follow back up later, I'm reminded why God called me into this ministry. Believers need people who will be open and vulnerable about things, not just the pretty church things. And we are open and vulnerable, at least to others, to real breakthrough and healing. Um, uh, Kara says that she had someone reach out through one of her blog posts. Um, about using that content, the content that Kara had written in this post, um, as their keynote talk at a women's conference coming up. And I know for my own, I, I have some things on Etsy, some uh, scripture coloring books and things like that. My scripture coloring books, the ones that God led me to create, are in church schools, are in actually one of uh, a, a women's prison in Huntsville. I'm in Texas. So it's in Huntsville, Texas reached out to me because they wanted to use one of my coloring books. It was about uh, identity in Christ with their group of women that they were going through counseling with. I mean, just how amazing is that? These women never, this woman would have never reached out to me about my stuff, which then helped to encourage these women going through, I think it was part of a um, drug rehabilitation um, as well as some other addiction things through this prison ministry. None of that would have ever happened had I not had access to the internet and not been afraid to use it in a digital discipleship kind of way. So anyway, y'all, as you can tell, like I said many times, I am so excited to share this journey with you. Um, in the next episodes, you know, over the next year, we're going to talk about all the different types of digital discipleship. We're going to talk about some of the bad side of it. We're going to talk more about the good side and how you can find your place in this new um, environment, right? And I want to leave you with this. I'm going to try to end every single episode this way because I think it's really important for you to remember this. If you are not using social media to influence people towards Jesus, the enemy is going to use social media to lead them away from him. All right, y'all, I will see you or talk to you all in the next episode. God bless and go out and make those disciples on the internet. Bye-bye.